Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, a showcase for wealth strategies and investment wisdom that's essential for our evolving world. I am your host, Bart Zanbergen, and as usual, Paul. Welcome to the show, Paul. You know, I listen to that opening every time this is where uh, various things collide. I thought we're going to collide today with the California labor law. Boy, there's a collision. There's an accident waiting to happen here. We sure are. And I'm so happy to have with me a good friend and uh, authority on California uh, employment law, Chris Harmon. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bart. Uh, it's good to be here. So thanks for having me. And, sure. Uh, How was your commute here? You know, I stayed within the, the lanes. You know, it was, it was a brief walk. No, no collision. Right? No, no collision. collision. So just as a way of proper introduction, uh, your firm is Lewis, Brisboy, Bisgard, and Smith. So um, happy to have you here. Tell us what employment law is. Let's start there and then kind of work our way up. Yeah, absolutely. One, it's a lot of a lot of different subjects. And it, it, it's a business and it's the nuances within a business. It's dealing with people, it's dealing with laws, and it's, it's trying to conform the two to make sure that you're doing everything right, you know, to the extent that you can. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the employment world that we live in today. Yeah. And in California, it's particularly um, special, isn't it? it? Special is a good word for it. Um, special <laughs> is complicated. You know, the yeah. freeway lane, sometimes you see them, and then sometimes yeah. the paint isn't on the freeway. Yeah. And you're just trying to stay in the same lane. That, that's really what you're doing. Um, so yeah. that's what I help my clients with. Okay. Um, what are some of the hot topics these days? I know there's been some new laws, and then there's been some... Um, older laws that have been modified. So what what you've been working on lately? What should our listeners know? Well, you know, there's a lot a lot of different topics. And the golden rule is every new year, um, you should definitely meet with a consultant, whether it's an attorney, an HR specialist, someone who knows what they're doing um, yeah. to get you in the right hands. Because come January 1st of every calendar year, something's changed. Something that you, you, you thought you knew has now been changed. Um, it could be arbitration agreements, it could be policies, it can be the types of protected activity, um, or just managing your employees, how to do it. Do the laws differ um, based on the number of employees? Uh, it, it does. Different laws do apply. Uh, but for the most part, once you get over five, um, you know, really five, fifty, um, and after fifty, it's pretty much it's, it's everyone's it, huh? the same. <laughs> okay. So is the, is the um, rule of thumb stay under five? You still have lo- rules and laws. Yeah, right? you, you still do have to comply. I mean, it, it, everything's delicate. Everything's highly technical. Um, and here, here's the issue. It's control. Um, employers, you know, and businesses take off, and, and usually owners, presidents, vice presidents, they control a lot of, you know, the demand, the supply, and, and, and having a viable business. Yeah. The one thing they cannot control are employees, uh, when they call in sick, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, subjective feelings, subjective factors that they can't control. And, and in California, you should yeah. n- give up on control. Yeah. You know, the employer should give up on control. Uh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, is there anywhere you wanted to start? I, I had one thing in particular. You and I kind of talked about it. That that was kind of interesting. But if you want to start somewhere, you go. No, you know, look, it, it, I always like to start with when do you get us involved? Okay. Um, and I think that's an important question. I yeah. know you touched on it in yeah. another podcast. And, yeah. um, 
get us involved as soon as possible. Yeah. I don't care whether or not you're a small business, a medium-sized business, yeah. Fortune 100 company. Yeah. Um, it's at the end of every year. It's kind of like an annual checkup with a doctor, a physician. Yeah. You want to at least set aside an hour, a couple hours. Yeah. Whether it's an audit of your policies, um, let's talk about them. Yeah. So um, an adage my wife uses because uh, when it comes to us buying organic food and all this stuff, she goes, "Honey, you want to? It's either buy, you know, pay for it now or pay for it later. So pay for the expensive food now, so you don't have the big medical bills later. Would that apply for you? Pay for a couple hours now, so you don't have a big blow up later." That is a spot-on analogy yeah. to California law and yeah. you know in the employment world, because um, it could be one simple policy. Yeah. It could be your wage statement that you're giving each and every one of your employees. You're missing one one of the nine required items, and if you fix it, yeah. then you're limiting the liability thereafter. So that statute okay. of limitations, every day that you keep going, that's yeah. one less day that you're going to have to essentially yeah. pay out. All right. So do I have to go home and tell my wife that she's right? Well, you know, look, I'm not going to tell anyone if you aren't. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, we love stories on the show, and this is, is somewhat related to story, but we're in the holidays, right? So what's do's and don'ts at holiday parties? Yeah. Uh, well, one, have fun. I mean, I, 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 I you know, <laughs> look, that's one. And you actually used a very technical term. You said holiday parties. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of oh, the yeah. one of the issues is yeah. you know when you have a themed uh, holiday towards it could be Christmas, Hanukkah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know Kwanzaa, whatever it may be. I mean, yeah. a holiday party is truly what it is. Okay. Um, so one, you're okay. you're an employment pro already yeah. using holiday terms. <laughs> um, but here's the issue: have fun, but within limits. You know, yeah. as everything. You know, I'm I'm an attorney. But I also recognize that you're celebrating something. You're celebrating yeah. the end of the year, and there's always limitations. Um, let's stay away from theme parties. Um, you know, we're celebrating a holiday. That's enough. Um, some of the pitfalls that we've seen in cases over the years, um, some people, cowboy and Indian themes can go wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, you, something as simple as someone's favorite movie. Uh, you know, it could be Grease. Yeah. And if you really think about things that were happening in a movie, yeah. Danny Zuko was not always abiding by the rules that we, you know, of engagement that we would like our employers to engage in. Um, so, so it's pretty easy to offend. Or, for instance, you know, you never know who's listening, how they're going to take what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's lots of different things. So, theme parties. Uh, let's stay away from those. Okay. Um, obvious. The obvious one is uh, limiting drinking. Um, but Again, limits, and you have to balance, you know, what you're celebrating, what yeah. the employees like to do. Yeah. Um, when do you have the party? Is, is this at night? Right. You're trying to limit factors. Yeah. Uh, usually during the day is a better option. Uh-huh. You know, this day and age, you have, you know, you can do a lot of these different uh, courses. <laughs> you know, you can do these game nights. You can do, you can get creative, and you're really trying to get creative to limit liability, right? Stay away from drinking. Yeah. How many? How many people are not? You know, over the age of twenty-one. Yeah. Um, uh, how are the employees getting to and from the holiday party? You know, make sure you you provide them in writing. Sometimes you know, Uber. Yeah. Sometimes you can give a discount coupon. Whatever you're doing, you're trying to show you're being conscious of the factors that that matter. You know, being responsible, being yeah. a responsible employee, employer employer um, towards your employees. Okay. All right. Um. You know, managers play a crucial role, uh-huh. and remember, they're they're some of the the biggest offenders. You know, because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, you know, how do you set aside enjoying the moment, enjoying the holiday party, yeah. 
and you don't just get to take off your managerial Manager hat, hat. Yeah. you know it's something you wear it's ingrained yeah. in you know yeah. your dna i see paul over there he's 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 rethinking some of his holiday this parties this doesn't sound very fun to me anymore here <laughs> it says the guy and i see a couple of bottles of alcohol over here i mean see i, I was going we to play sweater. a game you know during this <laughs> holiday right. party <laughs> Irish whiskey, just just for me cough, a little bit for me cough. That's all. Medicinal right. <laughs> only. Yeah, I mean, and, and and so the other issue, and the last one, I think one of the biggest is yeah. make it voluntary. Um, and, and and I say that because it comes with a bag of goodies. If you make it mandatory, then you're going to have to pay the employees. There are wage and hour concerns oh that will come into the picture. Yeah. You got to pay people to go to their own holiday Christmas party. So if you say everybody's got to be there, then then it becomes a work thing, it, right? Absolutely, it's a consideration that it's mandatory, and you know when when employees are on the clock and on yeah. mandatory time, yeah, you know they must be paid a wage. Wow. All right, Paul. So make sure your Christmas party with all your employees is not. It's mandatory. canceled right now. <laughs> we just right. canceled the whole party. Well, all you have to do is uh, bold underline the voluntary. Yeah. Okay, voluntary holiday party. Don't yeah. call it Chris- Christmas party. We'll yeah. be fine during the day. Yeah. No alcohol. In fact, we'll pick you up, and there you go. You can only laugh once. We'll have a limitation on, on, on how many times you can laugh at one joke. On yeah. a serious thing, have you seen a decline? I've seen a decline in holiday parties, and I think for all these reasons, people don't want them to get in control. They don't want liabilities. They want issues. And so I think more and more companies are just saying, forget it. Now, maybe that's just me. I don't know, but I, I, I think there's fewer of them today than there used to be. It's just that Paul's not getting invited. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> Yeah. Because they saw how I acted the last couple of <laughs> They give you uh, one get-out-of-jail-free you know, party, and you know, Paul's pretty much used all of those. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you hit it spot on. Uh, again, it, the issue is we're trying to limit liability here, yeah. and you cannot completely eliminate yeah. anything as an employer. So it's like, you know, and my job is yeah. for an employer – Try to make you the least sexy, you know, uh, you know <laughs> target for, for any, 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 any plaintiff's attorney out yeah. there, right? Yeah. Have the policies, have the managers, yeah. have the follow-through, have the protocols, because you can't control everything. All right, so without using any names to protect the innocent, do you have any great, like, holiday party yeah, stories come you on, tell share? us the good you ones now. Anything? You know... It, it, I guess uh, no, no specific examples outside of you have your typical fights. You have, oh, typical. you know, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. and it could be anyone. You yeah. know, you know, presidents, CEOs, you know, managers, you know, coworkers, yeah. spouses fighting uh, the party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the alcohol. It's yeah. people just not controlling themselves within yeah. their limits, and yeah. and uh, again, that's <laughs> why they limit the alcohol consumption. <laughs> so. All right, there's a theme there. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to something else. Um, I don't like the limiting alcohol theme. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing I was going to propose is maybe doing a quiz. And, All right. You know, okay. And, Should we have a buzzer or anything? Well, no, Paul's you know, really, really good. It's, he's good smart at, at this it, stuff. Yeah. So, you know, okay. I'm going to maybe we'll go in one topic and I'll kind of okay. give you what the right answer is or right. give you a little tidbit. <laughs> Oh, okay, all right. I'm just warming up. Well, that was Bart. Trigger, trigger happy. <laughs> um, no, I'm confident. You guys can okay. get these. I all mean, right. let's just use a simple one. Is, okay. Can a company use their DBA? Let's just say a company has their formalized corporate name, yeah. but everyone knows them as their DBA. Yeah. Mm. Can they use their DBA on uh, a wage statement that they give to their employees? Bart? Um, I'm going to default to yes. Okay. Paul? <laughs> No, you know, and, and remember, a lot of the answers all depend. Yeah. Look, I'm a, that's a big giveaway here. Okay. Um, you know, years ago, if you had a DBA, it was a technical violation. 
So if you think about and you start multiplying and, and yeah. factoring in how many employees you have, yeah. how long they were employed with your company, um, and that's current and former. Okay. Um, so these things could become quite costly. Um, can I can I tell you why I know a little of that? We uh, did a show for a long time here on PAGA. Private Attorney General Act. Ooh, he went ouch there. And it was a, a group of uh, manufacturers who have banded together who have all been burned by this kind of s- what they saw as silly technical stuff, and it cost them millions of dollars because they had their wage statement wrong in some way, shape, or form. That was a common one. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Okay. And, and PAGA, PAGA hits everyone. PAGA is, is really geared towards California. You know, the state of California saw a lot of plaintiffs, a lot of claimants, a lot of plaintiffs' attorneys, yeah. defense counsel, you know, making money off of the, these employment claims, lawsuits. Yeah. California said, hey, look, look at us. Who's going to give us a piece? Yeah. I mean, we're providing you with the judges, the courthouses, the mechanisms. Um, we need a source of revenue to fund that. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's Should what we define is. what it is? Just so everybody, do you know yeah. what POG is yeah. right here? So, uh, actually, I do not. I'm just pretending. Okay. <laughs> Private Attorney General Act. The gist I got of it was the state said, we can't go and enforce all these things. So if you want to sue on our behalf, we'll sort of deputize you. Oh. You say you can announce you're going to file a POGA suit, and it's and these attorneys went crazy. There were, according to these guys, I'm looking at a little bias, that there were a lot of attorneys, um, predatory attorneys, who would find orga- find an employee within a thing, and and they walked in and said, gee, I was fired for no cause. They said, forget that, but let me see, let me see your wage statement. And they're like, what? And did they give you a, a, a lunches at the right time and all these things? And they go through and do this, and they find it. Then it becomes like a – it isn't a class action suit, but it becomes like a class action suit. And then they can sue on behalf of everybody. And this stuff adds up to millions of dollars because every employee gets sucked into it. And you pay fines for all these people that had incorrect statements or incorrect uh, – um, lunch times, and they every week they would come in and give these horrible examples of just ridiculous things that cost millions and millions of dollars to settle. Yeah, I mean it, it's unfortunate. You know, Walmart just got hit with a you know on that specific issue, the wage statement laws, a hundred two million dollar award against them. Um, and for and what he they they talk wage about? The, yeah, I know, but oh, wait, so what about the one? I thought Walmart also got hit because they weren't giving stools. To um, providing stools for <laughs> the, the cashiers. Oh, the cashier. And now, so, absolutely. And that that uh, one complained, and everybody complained. Um, Starbucks got uh, hit for millions and millions because one of the managers complained he was walking out uh, employees to their car, female employees, to make sure they were safe. And he wanted to be compensated for that extra five minutes or two minutes or whatever. And so they went through and calculated not just his, but every manager in the company, plus penalties, plus blah 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 blah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. You know, I, I think Paul can walk across the street and, and, and uh, be a new, new a, associate at least. I'm ready. Because, I'm yeah. ready. Oh, I told you. Ready. Watch out for him. <laughs> All right. No, so yeah. I'm all for one. Okay. I'm all for one. No, let's, no problem. Let's go hey, another quiz question. You know, the, the only other issue I was going to say is they're strategic plays, these Paga claims. Yeah. Because they defeat arbitration agreements. You know, you, you're mm-hmm. an employer. You think, look, we're not going to be venued in, at the Superior Court. We're going to get you out of the arbitration agreement. So they, they they add on a PAGA claim as well. And the state of California, here's the kicker. They get yeah. to recover 75% of whatever the monetary amount is deemed towards PAGA. They do nothing. And the, you, the attorneys sue, and the state gets a chunk of the action here. So why would they step out of it? Here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Well, got to get go. closer to the mic right. here. We gotta get okay, your yeah, no problem. Yeah, so for one. Let's go. Um, what do you think the penalty is for uh, not simply providing an employee with the opportunity 
opportunity to review their own personnel file. I mean, this is sexy stuff, but you know. Say that again. So you, yeah, if, I, I want to review my file, and you say no. Absolutely. And there's a penalty for that. There's a penalty. Is it is it a monetary penalty? It's is that mo- what you're? Okay. It is. It's a monetary uh, I, penalty. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Ten thousand dollars. You know, it's only seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Can't remember. Right. But the kicker there is yeah. attorney's fees. Right, because that, that's the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. It's attorney's fees. So yeah. It's, yeah, you'll pay $750 immediately when you know you don't comply. Yeah. But they'll use these claims against you to leverage other claims that may not have the merit you know, behind them. Yeah. But they'll keep running up those fees. Okay. All right. It's All the right. door opener. You, yeah. you start with that, and they see what else you got. Absolutely. Because that was the crazy thing about Pog, and I took it back to that, is once you start something, then they they have the ability to go in and you got to show them all your records, and that means you got to pay somebody to prepare all these records, and, sh- and they can go down and keep checklists, all these things. Show me this, show me this, show me this, show me this, until they find something else that we came in for this, and we'll walk the, out the door with 10 more here. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's truly a strategic game. Yeah. You know, what causes of action you have in your lawsuit. You know, a lot of the wage and hour stuff, is, it's not covered by insurance. Right. Um, covered claims, discrimination, harassment, retaliation, those trigger coverage. Um, but pocket claims potentially trigger higher monetary amounts. So That I didn't know. And so that you get hit with it in a judgment. And what they do is they walk in and say, we think you got, you've got $50 million here in penalties because it's like the last three years of employees and blah, blah, blah. We'll settle for 10. Absolutely. Five. And they just go, okay, fine, here. It's yeah, almost and, like a holdup, yeah. And, and the judges get involved because now they have a fiduciary duty to protect the, the class. You know, yeah. I, I call it a class, but it's a PAGA class. Right. It's, it's different from a, a class class in a class action. Sure. Um, you know, the, the statute of limitations one year on the PAGA cases versus class actions are four. So you times those damages potentially times four. I mean, yeah. it becomes messy, um, sure. to say the least. Highly technical. The, right. let, let, let's move All on right. to oh, another two. question. Let's okay. Um, by the way, ten thousand dollars is not wrong. So we'll, we'll give you, you know, oh for one there. Give me, give me, one and one. Okay, <laughs> kind of a tie. Uh, what are these two terms the same? The first term is regular rate of compensation versus regular rate of pay. I'll say it again. Ooh, okay, that's a tough one. Regular rate of compensation versus regular rate of pay. Well, only because I'm becoming cynical, I'm going to say the answer is no. Okay. Well, see, the answer probably was, well, actually, you, that is the exact answer. But, you know, usually it starts with it depends, right? But, you know, okay. you, know you, you know me better yeah. already. Yeah. Um, you're 100% correct. They sound the same. Yeah. But they legally, do sound exactly, really. If, if, you, if, this, if this wasn't a pop quiz, you would say that's the same yeah, thing. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, regular rate of compensation is essentially your wage that you're being paid. Um, and, and there's case authority where, where these terms of endearment um, in the employment terms world you know, <laughs> actually mean something. But just generally, as far as what their meanings are, regular rate of pay has a, a legal definition in, in the labor code. Um, the regular rate of pay goes towards calculating overtime versus, you know, regular rate of compensation goes towards compensating meal period premiums, rest period premiums. So, um, again, it's a small... So, compensation would be everything that's in the package, meal breaks and stuff. But the other one is overtime? Well, yeah. I mean, the regular rate of compensation is more of a calculation to pay a meal period premium. So it's what your hourly rate is. Um, the term regular rate of pay comes with a different bag of worms because it's not just your hourly rate. 
Um, there's different calculations that go into this, but there's also bonuses. You know, if you give bonuses at the end of the year, um, if you're a commission-based employee, those can also drive up what your regular rate of pay is because you have to calculate that when it's earned. Um, there, you know, let's just say there's there's class actions. I, I want to say it's Papa John's was the case, but you know, providing food to your employees. You know, these are all pitfalls, potentially. And and you have employer trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's not working out so well for them. So in that situation, does that increase one's rate of pay or compensation because they include the food that was given to them? Absolutely. So Uh you have the the technical, you have the regular rate of compensation plus whatever else they got in the form of You know what's happening now? Paul is not going to provide me my standard pre-show meal anymore. (laughs) No, you're out. He's doing it right. He made you clock in. He's using a fingerprint. So it's not your your twin brother that came in. Talk about the bonus thing, because that was one thing they brought up a pocket, too, that you decided at the end of the year we're going to give everybody a holiday bonus or a bonus because of a safety bonus. You met a goal. And yet, that wasn't factored into your paychecks. And it's supposed to, well, it's a bonus. I didn't know I was going to give it to you. Well, is it a bonus or should it have been figured in? Does that make all the wage statements incorrect? Absolutely. Um, You hit on two issues. One, whether or not a bonus matters is whether or not, uh, you know, it's discretionary. That's the term. It could be non-discretionary or or discretionary. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the key analysis there. And you hit on the wage statement issue. Again, we, we always end up back at the wage statement issue. And that would be more of a derivative claim. Meaning, in the wage and hour world, if you don't pay someone $1 that you owe them, again, the wage statement is probably incorrect. Um, so you have a penalty there. You have a, you know liquidated damages that they can tack on as well. So, again, it's $1 that you owed them, but yeah. you know... Just because the statement's not because you didn't get paid there, just because the statement was incorrect, had the wrong address, had your wrong employee number on it, had a whole bunch of... The statement was wrong, and there's a penalty for that, a big penalty. Yeah, and, you know, and, and again, this goes back to my original thought is every year... Have an attorney look at these wage statements. I yeah. mean, even today, these the specialized HR, you know, third-party managerial companies can yeah. come in. They know what they're doing. They know what to look for. I yeah. mean, literally in Labor Code 226, it lists nine different items that should be on your wage statement. So, look, whether or not you're coming to us, do something about it. Yeah. You know? Give us some of those things. I'm not going to put you in the spot to name all nine, but give us some of the employee's name and their ID. And- uh, yeah, name, social secu- last four is social security, um, address, the employer's true name. It's all about being transparent. A lot yeah. of these factors, one through nine, they want to make sure that the employee can look at this wage statement, um, know who's paying them, you know, so, so essentially know who they can potentially hold liable, um, and know how much time they worked during that, you know, whether, whether it was regular time, overtime, double time. You know, it could be benefits. How, how many days left do I have mm-hmm. in my, you know, paid sick leave or other vacation policy? Uh, and what was the rate of pay that, that was used? And, again, you know, this is regular rate of pay depending upon or is it regular rate of compensation? That's just, you know, yeah. get into those complicated <laughs> issues or how you're defining it. But you really want to make sure that it's transparent to the employee. can look at this one piece of paper and know that they got paid a certain amount of money and it was a proper proper yeah. amount of money. And one more quick question. I'll give Bart an extra minute because I'm talking too much here. But um, let's say that uh, you go to, I don't know, pick any payroll service. We can rattle off a ton of them, ADP or something. Am I correct? If they screw up, they're not liable? You are? You know, again, 
Paul's going to come over. I'm ready. He, he is spot on. Well, uh, I'm firing him as my host. Hiring <laughs> uh, <laughs> engineer, but you can take him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're right. You know, essentially, it's um, you sign these contracts. You know, and and in those contracts come terms that are draconian in favor yeah. of. Uh, the payroll companies, and you know, uh, there's not a lot of uh, employment defense attorneys that have had great success challenging those. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which, which it's important. You know, yeah. another another yeah. big topic for another day are yeah. temporary employees. You know, and that's another question was, you know, uh, what, you know, what is a temporary employee? Yeah. Right. But the answer Sounds is... Sounds like I am now here. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, you're an ex-employee. Yeah, you, you can basically just remove the temporary label. Yeah. I mean, they're your employee. You have to, you know, you're potentially going to be responsible for them down yeah. the road. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of employers treat them differently from their employees. Yeah. And there are limitations to that, but there's also pitfalls. And... Um, well, that kind of rolls into it. I know we don't want to talk about today. It's a whole huge subject on its own. We should probably have you once a quarter, but... Um, Independent employer, independent contractor, which oh, I know is horrible, a really, yeah. really bad word here. But anyway, so that we'll save that for another day. Paul, use all our time, but let's try to do. We'll give you in. another. I'll give you another five. You got an extra five <laughs> minutes here. Put another five minutes on the clock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. Five minutes on the clock. There we go. Okay. What's a What's another quiz question? Uh, do we have any? Yeah, let's go. Or did I? No, I mean, look, there's. I mean, let's see, what can we do? Um, what do we not touch upon? Because we actually talked about a few of these issues. Um, Something with a story. Uh, let me ask you a crazy story yeah this ties into a lot of lot of cases out there but do you think there's a downside between resolving a case before it's actually filed in the superior court or whatever court there is is there a downfall to to doing so you wouldn't think there would be yeah so the natural answer would be no but again i'm talking to Chris Harmon, an attorney, so <laughs> I, that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to say no, because that seems like the most logical. Yeah, no, But it, it depends. It, you know, Bart, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You know, we have a winner here, because it does depend. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, strategic reasons. Yeah. Um, and that's why you want a competent attorney that, that knows how to navigate uh, the... the yeah. Give me one it, downside of filing, because well, I'm going to sue you, and you say here, and you settle it. Give me one possible downside for settling it before it goes to court. Everybody well, wants to Settle. Well, yeah, absolutely, but it, but it's not really a downfall to settle pre-litigation. Um, it's a benefit, right? And, and even if it's a case in which you believe is firmly defensible, um, there's still a reason to do so, which is confidentiality, right? That, that's a big issue, and it's something all employers want. And not because they're being nefarious and, and trying to hide kind of what, what happened, yeah. but you have 500, 700 other employees. Yeah. And there's a sense of entitlement, unfortunately, yeah. between the employees. And there's a sense of competition in, in what they do and people playing favorites. So if you settle a case in pre-litigation, um, you know, let's just say it involves sexual harassment, um, there's still a way to make certain things confidential. The moment they file that lawsuit, the confidential, confidentiality potentially mm. goes out the window. Mm. Oh, so it's I a see. strategic reason why yeah. you you know you okay. engage in settle, pre, pre-litigation settlement discussions. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, even with our five, I know we're almost out. And I know that you have some great offers for our listeners. Um, we're going to put a bunch of links on the on the link to the show. But um, He's got us. a two-for-one package. You get me with it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, look, it's... I. It's, it's well worth your investment, you know, whether it's one hour, two hours, three hours, mm-hmm. or an audit, you know, 
talk with an attorney, whether it's at the end of the year, beginning of the year, or middle of the year. Um, know that, that nothing is as it appears. And your employees with Google, the help of Google, are becoming much more intelligent. Yeah. Um, it's becoming another form of compensation for them, you know. And uh, it's it's and, and they're really using this against the employers. But that, uh, is here, the, that is you just say that so casually. That is the harshest but truest statement I have ever heard. Nothing is as it appears, and for many of these people, it's an extra way to make money. They've heard so many people who've made money doing it. They now see it as another way to get compensated, particularly if they're mad. Absolutely. And remember, this happens at the end of the year. You start kind of looking at your budget. You know, I have things to pay for in the next calendar year. So where am I going to make up for that source of revenue um, in my future? Um, but one, it, Lewis Brisbois does a great job. You know, my firm, I've been with them for 11 years and I'm a partner with them. Uh, we have a lot of free information. We have newsletters. You're a lawyer. There's nothing free. Come on. You know, look, I I, I don't agree with that statement. But, but you know, oh, you just can click. You, you know, I don't know. I got you, kicked out of the firm. You know, no, it's okay. Because if you click on the link, you'll see it's truly free. Um, and, you know, we also have we, we have our, our blogs. Uh, we have an employment blog called The Grindstone. Uh, again, Grindstone. you know, it's fun issues that are geared towards, you know, the holiday season, whatever's going on in the law now and how it's changing and and potential pitfalls. Um, We also do uh, a seminar once a year in in different regions. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a national law firm, you know, we we reach out to all of our clients in different states. Um, That's a benefit that we can provide to them. But we we partner up with our workers' comp group to make sure that um, HR staff and you know, managers, supervisors are all well informed as to how to handle certain situations. So um, these are all potentially free uh, resources for you know yeah. clients to use. So right, do you want to give the uh, the the spelling of the, your link here? Yeah, uh, well, well, the the link's gonna be um, a little uh, long to put, <laughs> literally put in. Um, but what I'm gonna say is, you can put Lewis Brisboy Bizgarden Smith, or you can just put Lewis Brisboy. You spell Brisboy. Yeah, Brisboy. That's a, that's a tricky one. B R I S B O I S. There we go. And if you put Grindstone, you'll get our employment blog. If you click on our labor and, and employment group, you'll yeah. see um, all of our hot topics and alerts. Yeah. Uh, you can add your name and email to the list, and you'll yeah. be informed by literally sitting in your desk and yeah. you know just checking email. Yeah. Um, so we try to make it as easy as possible. Because remember, at the end of the day, running a business is really where your focus should be. Yeah. Let us do the rest. That sounds great. All the links will be on the, um, the show notes. Um, we're running out, so um, I always have the honor of ask, asking my guests the final thought question. So what is your ultimate lesson learned, Chris, as your time as a labor law attorney? There are always professionals out there. Seek their help. They don't always have to be attorneys, but in yeah. any field, there's always someone else out there that, that knows how to navigate through the issue that you may be dealing with. So reach out to them, you know, because I promise you that it's probably a fraction of what the potential exposure for for making a wrong decision is. Great. So my takeaway from the show is do not run a company in California. (laughs) (laughs) My takeaway is it's never what it appears to be here, and employees are out to get you. All right. Thanks, everyone who's tuned in. We look forward to being back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? 
email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc., under SEC registration.